us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I hope you feel free to pick up your coffee and have it with Samantha Piercy and I this morning. Uh, Sam will be joining us from the West Coast. I'm back in my office this morning after having an extended long weekend in the Ganarasa Forest camping with my horse arrow. We had an amazing weekend uh, with some good friends. Please join in the conversation by calling in or using the chat room on the A to Zen website. Email me anytime at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. I'm here to answer your questions about your financial needs, your retirement income planning, or how to effectively add charitable giving to your financial plan or your estate planning. The email again is lynn at stepright.ca. Our topic today is what steps should I take uh, to put myself back on the track to financial health after a major setback. So you've suffered a financial setback. It could be you've made poor decisions, you've taken bad advice, you've lost your job, you're going through a divorce, or you've suffered from fraud. Whatever the cause of your loss, it can lead to fear and frustration. Samantha Piercy will outline the steps that it takes to get things back on track. Uh, Sam is a certified financial planner and the founder of Money Minding and the Money Minding Foundation. She's an expert in developing and delivering financial programs for both professionals and consumers that provide opportunities to increase financial capacity and sustainability. This involves financial management, behavior finance, entrepreneurism, and a triple bottom line focus. She holds a certified financial planner designation and brings years of industry and real-world experience to her programs. She shares stories of bankruptcy, fraud, and owning a public company, as well as family finance, as she introduces a new money paradigm that includes how to create income for today, as well as for lifetime financial independence. Her mission is positive and practical, where the message encourages and demonstrates the application of the information to get results. Tracy's money-minding concepts have appeared in programs for securities regulators, financial institutions, individual advisors in Canada and the U.S., and thousands of consumers with hundreds of success stories worldwide. She's the author of five books and several courses on personal finance and has appeared on radio and TV throughout North America and is a frequent keynote to industry and consumer groups. You can get her free Triumph Over Money report at www.samanthapiercy.com. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. What's been been keeping you busy this month? Well, I just finished writing another manuscript, so so that's kind of intense. Yeah, you've been Uh, keeping your nose to the grindstone then. Yeah, uh, 300 uh, pages, 150,000 words. It's a significant amount of typing. 
Yes. Um, how'd you spend the weekend? Did you get uh, Did you get away well, we from your work a little bit? Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just trying to think what we did. Our daughter just graduated from high school, and uh-huh. so we were recovering from all of the various grad events. It's a pretty big deal when somebody graduates sure. from high school. It's like a rite of passage, and uh, so that was very exciting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that you know we're we're going to talk about what happens when you're recovering um, from a, some sort of a financial setback. But even just watching these uh, 18-year-olds, you know, starting out, it's kind of the same thing because it's a bit daunting for them. You know, for they, sure. They've just graduated from high school and now they've got to go and earn their keep and figure out what direction they're going to go in yeah. their life, and then yeah. those are big, major financial moves for yeah. those young kids. Yeah. yeah, important decisions to be made, for sure. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yep. Yeah. So you're a certified financial planner, so we know that you are held to a high degree of professionalism, and uh, you've certainly got you know, the experience in the industry. What personal experience makes you uniquely qualified to speak to us on this topic today? Um, good question. Uh, There's probably two, because I somehow managed to find myself a bit of a niche years ago where people would come to me um, and ask me questions that were outside the realm of financial planning. And that happened because I sold my investment practice and I made myself available. I wouldn't say I did financial coaching, financial counseling. I don't know what I would call it. It's probably just like financial diagnosis. People Mm. knew I had a background, and so they would just start asking me questions. And um, I've always been quite empathetic, and so I was open, and they felt that they could open up to me. So I would say since probably 1999, and even while I was still in practice, people have been coming to me and sharing their financial woes. And Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is I did some work with the Securities Commission on uh, avoiding or minimizing the impact of financial fraud or financial... um, uh, inappropriate financial decisions mm-hmm. or financial mm-hmm. advice. And and then as I've shared with you, I've shared in my my last book called The Death by Money Report and certainly a lot more in this new one that I've just written. Um, a f- number of years ago, I got the unique, interesting experience of being set up in what's called an affinity fraud. An affinity fraud is where somebody intentionally... Um, manipulates the a leader in an organization or association for the purposes of tapping into their goodwill, their resources, in order to commit um, some sort of a financial fraud. It's, mm-hmm. That type of fraud is very, very common in churches and um, associations where people come are, are close together and they have a, a similar. Um, connection, Mm -hmm. but it's also, as I discovered, very, very common inside a corporate environment because small businesses looking to access capital 
um, are uh, they'll go to consultants, and consultants are certainly available to help them navigate that world mm-hmm. of, of private equity. And um, so I got that unique, interesting right. uh, experience firsthand. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah. I, and I do believe that it was the combination of my experience and what I teach that ultimately saved my life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. When you know something's wrong, um, but you're on the inside of it, you know, it it still is a bit of a a gray area and you trust people, right? You mm-hmm. need to trust people mm-hmm. in the world yeah. of finance. And so it's very tricky for me now to share because I know that people need to work with financial professionals. Mm-hmm. And the tendency is to get negative and t- um, and for people to turn away and think, well, that's it, I'm just going to have to do it all on my own. And that absolutely couldn't be further from the truth. Right, right. So anyway, there you go. Personal experience, yeah. lots of professional background. Excellent. Um, so I understand the steps that you're going to outline for us um, involve asking yourself several questions. But there's one question you say that that people shouldn't ask. Let's start with that one. <laughs> sure. Well, the, I mean, the tendency is to to go into this place of why, and, and and even right from the beginning, you know, the the whole concept of making a bad decision. As soon as you start to say why, then you you are essentially beating yourself up or you're blaming somebody else. You're blaming yourself or blaming somebody else. Why did I do that? Why did I trust that? Why didn't I do this? Um, why are they so um, – why, why are they uh, – there's all kinds of four-letter words that come to my mind. You know, um, why why do they not care? You know, why 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 why? That that is a question that's just going to get yourself into this big circle, mm-hmm. and it's not going to produce anything except bitterness, and will keep you running around. It'll keep you stuck in the past. It won't help you find solutions, um, because even the whole concept of blame and and revenge. Um, you know, I'll, I'll show them or. You know, got to get the money back, or you know, any of that kind of stuff, isn't mm-hmm. really going to help because no amount of, um, I mean, it, it, it's almost like a death, right? I mean, once somebody's dead, they're dead, right? And it's gone. Um, it's gone, right? And so once it's gone, it's gone. And you know, yes, sometimes there are opportunities for restitution, but for the most part. The reality is people have to accept the fact that here we are right now today. You mm-hmm. can't go back, and even if there is some kind of restitution, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Right. And so you've got to start where you are, and you're not going to get anywhere um, quickly or easily by going around and around and around in that why circle. Great. Why me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The big yeah. party. So, so, um, so we need to get past that. That may be a step, um, but get as quickly through that as you can, so that you're you are ready to to take control and move on. I guess. Yes, that's exactly it. And you know what? It's it is a 
it's it, depending on the circumstances it is very traumatic it is certainly a loss just like any other loss um except what happens in the case of a financial loss is as a society we don't have support for that if the, there's divorce recovery programs, there are certainly grief counseling sessions. There are all kinds of support within the medical and counseling profession for people who have experienced loss, but mm-hmm. not financial loss, because right. you don't even have money necessarily to pay for a counselor. Right. 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 If, if depending on the circumstances, that you're not going to go to a financial planner. Right, your your yeah. your role is to help people manage the resources that we, they have. Now, the resources that the people need to understand they do have is their ability to earn an income, and so it's very it's it's important that people get out of that pity party um, and be able to ask some questions and find some people that can help them because even friends and family don't know what to do. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're good for a while, but they can't come forward with financial resources necessarily. Right, right. Um, So what is our first step? If you can just briefly tell us what, what the first step is. Um, well, our first step is to recognize that, okay, here you are, right. and nothing is going to change unless you, you still got to be able to navigate the situation. you still got to be able to pay the bills and put food on the table and and carry on. So the first step really would be to not look too far backwards and not look too far forward, but mm. to get very very committed to right here today what is it that i need today this right. week and and sometimes not even go past this week into this month because this month could be too big okay so, so we, so, we can so explore that sh- detail yeah 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 so to be sure that. you're not um being overwhelmed Yes, yes so that's exactly what will happen. And then it's just like, well, that's it. I'm going to end up under a bridge, right? I'm going to lose my house, right. my dog, my car, um, my friends, and you know, I'm not going to be able to pay for this, that, or the other thing and end up living under a bridge. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and it just gets to be too big and too overwhelming. So, Yeah. So. Well, I think that's uh, – we'll go to a break now, and uh, and we'll look forward to getting into the nitty-gritty of this after the break. Perfect. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK 
or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're back. This is Step Right with Lynn. We'd love to have you join in on the conversation this morning. The topic of the show today is getting back on track after suffering a financial loss. Uh, Samantha Piercy is our guest. Uh, she's just been explaining how we need to get past the event um, and also to not look too far into the future, to look at today's need. Uh, can you expand on that a bit for us, Samantha? Um, well, sure, because one of the most powerful tools that we all have in order to help do this is a simple little thing called a piece of paper and a pen and perhaps mm-hmm. a calculator. And in my experience, the thing that people don't want to do is to face the reality because they have it in their mind that they know the situation Mm-hmm. And so then what happens, though, is it just kind of muddles around in their mind, and there's no opportunity for them to actually get it out where they can see it, potentially share it, analyze it, and look at it. It's like having a written goal. It's very different to have something in your head than it is to actually have it down on paper where you can see it. So mm-hmm. to start where you are, you really need to know where you are. And that right. means know it so that you can see it. And, it, you know, it sounds so, so, so simple, but if it's so simple, then you tell me why nobody wants to do that. Right. Or what happens is they'll lump all the numbers together. So in order to figure out where you are, you have to start with, by breaking it down. And I think one of the reasons people don't do that is, first of all, because they, they're afraid to see it, they think they already know the answers, or they're afraid of judging it or having somebody else judge it. And mm-hmm. and yet this is where you can neutralize the uh, emotional, um, any of the, the negative emotions, and this is where you can actually start to make plans and you can start to see how you can move through it. So the, the uh, gathering the information in such a way that it becomes, um, manageable and bite size is mm-hmm. absolutely critical, and it is where people, uh, even family members, can help. You don't have to necessarily be formally financially trained in order to sit beside somebody at a kitchen table with a blank piece of paper and say, "Okay, let's just get this on paper." Okay. And so. Go ahead. So what are we talking about there? Are we talking the like the immediate bills that need to be paid? What what is it that we're that we're recording on this? Well it depends um, it depends on the circumstances. So you know, often it, it does help to start with what is what are your immediate needs? What do you where we're currently um what do you have coming in and what do you have going out? And that mm-hmm. means specifically because from there you can plan. You know, I'm sure that you 
run into this all the time where people will will say, well, this is approximately how much I need or this is approximately how much I have. And I, I find that absolutely amazing that more people don't know exactly how much money they need on a monthly basis in order to live the lifestyle that they live. Right. It's a very difficult question for people to answer. And, you know, that doesn't matter whether you're recovering from some sort of a financial setback or whether you're planning your financial future right out of high school like we just talked about. You need to know how much money are you going to spend on a monthly basis, not, oh, this is how much I get paid. Mm-hmm. How much is your rent? How much is your mortgage? How much is the uh, your your car, your gas, your insurance, your maintenance? How much do you spend on food? How much do you spend on clothes, on gifts, on on entertainment, on um, on your cell phone? Uh, you know, whatever it is that you spend your money on, add that up. But um, add that up. But the the key to some of this stuff, particularly in an emotionally charged situation, is to be careful to not add it up and come up with a big number that that's like a big ro- big column. Mm-hmm. So now you've got a big number, um, and not have any room to add in your income, and then to go into the the next next month and the next month and the next month. We tend to do this stuff in a in a row or or a column, and I, I call that funnel thinking. Okay. Where here you've got some money, uh, you've got some money in the bank, or you've got a, a paycheck or some kind of income that comes in, and then from that we subtract this and that and this and that, this and that and this and that, and at the bottom we end up with a positive or a negative number. It's like money comes in and it runs out the bottom of a funnel. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Right, and, and then we look at that and go, okay, well, that's our budget. And, okay, if it's a negative, then it's like, okay, well, what can we cut? Right. Right? That would and, be the usual so, procedure, yeah. Exactly. And so particularly in an emotionally charged situation, lots of times there just is nothing to cut. And right. people don't want to reduce their lifestyle. And, um, you know, you get used to living a certain way. And so the question becomes more, well, how are we going to make this work? And the way you start to figure out how is to take that column of here's the income I have coming in today, here's the expenses that I have today, and go, let's say, next week. Now I've got this much money coming in next week, and these are the expenses I have next week. Uh And then the following week and the following week and the following week, if it's a very... um, immediate need you go week by week if it's Mm -hmm. um you're planning for your future you go month by month this is the income i have coming in this month these are the expenses i have this of this month and then you you can join your pieces of paper together or you can turn your paper sideways but what happens is you start to see that there's time involved and so at the bottom of each time period you're going to have a positive or a negative number Mm-hmm. So this month you've got a positive or a negative number. Next month you have a positive or a negative number. But the combination of the two gives you your cumulative positive or negative number. Okay. And then the next month, again, positive or negative. If you come up with a negative number, there's two ways you can look at that. One is, okay, how are we going to make this work? Where are we going to get the money? 
Right. When can when can we get the money? Right. Because when you start asking those kinds of questions, your brain starts to look at it in a different way, particularly now that you know how much. Like what if you go month by month by month, or let's say it's a serious situation, so it's dramatic, you've just lost your job, and you're not even sure that you're going to get um, you know, your next paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, um, or you know you're going to get a paycheck, but it, you've got to wait to get employment insurance or something. Right. Okay, so, so here you are today, you come up with a negative number, and then another negative number and another negative number. Let's say you go a few weeks with negative numbers. So, okay, okay where are we going to get the money to cover that? But, oh, look, in the, the third week, we got some... We have some income coming in from our employment insurance, just as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how much is that? So y- you can start to see, okay, well, look, then from there, we're going to have this much, but that gives us three weeks, and um, based on the end of three weeks, okay, then we can pay this, that, and the other thing at that point. Mm-hmm. So then you can make arrangements because if you've got um, – if you've got a, a situation where dramatically there's no, you, you've just had your income cut off, mm-hmm. if there's bills that are due, like you can see, oh, three weeks out there's going to be something coming in, mm-hmm. then then the what do I do now becomes, okay, pick up the phone and phone whoever you owe money to and say, this is the situation, this is my proposal, this is how much I propose to be able to pay, and when. Mm-hmm. And again, that's one of those things that people just don't do. Because right. as, as soon as you start to propose that, then they think, well, isn't that going to tip the bank off that I don't have any money? Well, yeah, but it's far better than just ignoring it. You tip the bank off that you don't have any money by not paying your bills. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you, you, what happens if you don't pick up the phone, then your utility companies start to, first of all, they charge you for that. Second of all, then they put you into the queue for uh, uh, collections or dis- disconnection or you know, those kinds of things. And that's when things get ugly. That's when things get ugly. But it's yeah. unbelievable. It doesn't have to get that way. But people are yeah. so afraid they mean they know they have the bills, so sometimes the bills will come in, they won't open the envelopes, they'll toss them in a pile, and they'll pretend yeah. like they're not there. And, of course, that doesn't help anything because then it just... Well, no, it adds, it adds stress to the stress, doesn't it? Sure, and it, then all of a sudden... It just makes the stress worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, these are d- dramatic situations, but, I mean, it, it, the concepts are exactly the same, Let's say mm-hmm. we just had a huge market turn and your investment portfolio has dropped. Okay, mm-hmm. well, um, lots of times people will just look at that big number and they'll go, egad, that's it, I'm not going to be able to retire, I'm going to have to work for the rest of my life. But, okay, stop, put the numbers on paper and, and actually see what does that translate to into income. Right. Instead of say I've got a hundred thousand dollars and it's dropped to ninety thousand, you know, you can look at the ten thousand dollars and go, Whoa, 
right? I've right. just lost $10,000. Or you could um, suggest to your clients, for example, or if there's a client listening, go and talk to your financial planner and say, okay, what income does this $100,000 represent or what income does the $90,000 represent? And it, over a period of time, you start to put numbers on paper and you start to look at them with the, the impact of time and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it becomes way more manageable and and not so scary because now you're looking at, okay, instead of I've lost $10,000, that's it, I'm going to have to work until I'm 95 years old. Now it's like, hmm, okay, well, I, I'm out about $80 a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, where can I get $80 a month? Where can we make that up? Yeah. Where can we make that up? And sometimes it would be, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be. I've got to cut out $80 a month from my lifestyle. $80 a month becomes, uh, it, that's a um, that's not a difficult number to start to think about where can you earn $80 a month. Right, right. And it, it can be a very positive thing in, in um sometimes too to to look for that you know something you're doing where you would earn a little bit of money could be a very positive thing in someone's life too sure sure oh, a, a new opportunity and, or yeah yeah and, and it doesn't have to be complicated right yeah no that's yeah. great yeah offer offer so, your services and tutor a young person or something right yeah yeah so mm-hmm. what i what i'm hearing that the the difference between um you know the way you're telling us to approach this is um it's actually looking for a way that we can that we can say yes looking for a way mm-hmm. that we can do this instead mm-hmm. of looking for reasons why we can't yeah absolutely yeah and 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 a lot of that is um neutral the, the negative influence is neutralized when you put it on paper um and you put it on paper where you factor in time as well as mm-hmm. the creative process helps when you can see it because now you can start to ask when, how, who, where, what. Okay, you- and after the break, we'll look forward to discussing more about those questions. Okay, perfect. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on a AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the show today on the subject of how do I get back on track after suffering a financial loss. This is part of Step Right with Lynn, 
uh, Samantha Piercy has been telling us and explaining how much difference it makes just in the way that, that we approach things, if we take control, if we look for um, how can we make this work rather than um, instead of looking for reasons why it can't work. Um, so, Samantha, um, there are other questions that, that we should be uh, asking ourselves. Uh, what are those questions? Um, well, you said right there, you know, what can we do? Lots of times, because we're so trained to um, to look at building wealth in terms of accumulation um, of an investment portfolio, the the tendency is to look at how can we, what can we cut out, and that often will come from well, I guess I have to sell stuff in order to live, and that what we need in order to live is not necessarily a big pot of money in the bank. What we need is a source of income. So mm-hmm. the reason that we want to get things onto paper and look at them. Um, by considering time is so that we can look at income-producing activities. And so this doesn't matter whether you happen to be 75 or 17. We still need income in order to pay the bills. And sure, it's nice if you've got a, a big lump sum of money, and uh, um, but if your security is in that lump sum of money, then and you've lost that sum of money, now all of a sudden the 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 fear and the panic is overwhelming, and and the idea is to get that money back. But really, what you need to know is where are you going to get the income from. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we've got to kind of step outside of the comfort zone and go, well, that's it. You know, I'm I'm too old or I'll never get a job or nobody's going to hire me or I, I'm too tired or this or I'm too busy because that what happens is we start to think of income from a job or for somebody who's retired, the income would, would come maybe from their investment portfolio, but it doesn't have to just come from that. We have to get back to being... Um, entrepreneurial in that way in terms of where are we going to create income from. And when I say entrepreneurial, people go, I don't want to own a business. Well, you don't necessarily have to own a business. You just have to figure out where you can create some income. So what are your passions and skills and interests? And um, how can you take those and create some kind of income for to support your your lifestyle, mm-hmm. but of course, then that goes back to how much income do you need and when. If you don't know okay. exactly how much income you need, then again, it becomes too overwhelming, and people go, well, "I don't want to start a business." Well, you don't necessarily have to start a business. Um, okay. So um, let let's take some examples. You, you um, have a horse, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we why don't we use a horse example? Okay. Um, because if you suffered a major financial setback, um, a horse is an expensive thing to keep. Mm-hmm. But a, mm-hmm. a, a horse is also um, uh, it's it's your uh, it's your pet. 
It's mm-hmm. your your entertainment, it's your enjoyment. I mean, it it becomes so much a key part of your lifestyle. Correct. And I don't ride a horse. I have I have dogs. I don't have horses. So help me out here, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> okay. So so let's just so what can you do? I mean, obviously it becomes your passion. Mm-hmm. So first of all, um I have no idea how much it costs to keep a horse on a monthly basis, but um Well it depends we, whether you keep your horse at your own house or whether you've got your horse at a boarding stable or something like that too. So um, it, it, like if we said five hundred bucks a month is sort sure. of a, a, something that would I mean obviously it's gonna be different in different horses in different situations, but if yeah, we yeah. if we But that's reasonable, if, yeah. Oh, okay, so you've got five hundred bucks a month and you need your horse. Mm-hmm. So that and there's obviously going to be other expenses, lifestyle expenses, but just for the purposes of creating an example. Okay. If we want to make sure, first of all, that we're looking after the horse and maintaining that aspect of of your lifestyle, mm-hmm. then where can you get 500 bucks? Mm-hmm. And you know what happens is people, well, I can't get a job because then I don't have any time to look after my horse, or I don't have any time, or I don't have any, you know, blah blah blah. Right. So again, looking so, for reasons why you can't. Right, exactly. Right. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well what can you do? Mhm. So, you know, I mean, could you I mean, they, your horse? Oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then that's exactly what it is. Um some people get into a uh, a sharing relationship where someone comes and and also rides their horse and, you know, would would contribute maybe half of the money. Um you know, half of that five hundred dollars could come from someone else coming to ride your horse um, right. several okay. times a week. Okay. Right. Now, what that does, though, is that reduces the expense, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one way for sure. And and remember that all of this stuff doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be forever, too. So mm-hmm. okay. So it, let's just pretend that you're able to. That was one option. Because the idea is to, again, brainstorm these things and to put them onto paper. So one idea would be to potentially um, find somebody to share, mm-hmm. and so that helps reduce the expenses. The other thing might be um, to um, uh, take people on tours mm-hmm. or to offer rides. You know, Then you're giving back and you're sharing, and that all obviously helps when you can bring joy to somebody else. Um, right. And so you could charge something small there um i know on your email you've got a beautiful picture of you on your horse um maybe you could combine uh and you said that you were away for the weekend so maybe there's some interesting things that you can do with photography and inspirational um images or um or tours sometimes you can Mm -hmm. uh sell or license those kinds of things um what mm-hmm. else can you do with horses? Um, I know people that make bridles and various things. Yep. So, you know, if that's yep. something you're interested in, you could spend some time out there doing that. Um, maybe you could even offer to um, look after somebody else's horse while you're out there so they could right. pay you for that. Um yeah, there's all Remember, kinds. Remember, I'm not there's a horse person, of, right? <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of. Uh, there's all kinds, actually, of you know, there's because there's trailers for horses. You know, some people uh, work on trailers. Some people build um, storage cabinets. Um, 
nameplates for stalls. Uh, there are all kinds of, of things that um, that I sometimes see people doing to, to help. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. And then the, the key to help to this fund the is, habit. <laughs> sure. Perfect. So you yeah. take that same creativity, and then you you the, the the key to this, I guess, is to recognize wherever you're putting up an obstacle, and mm-hmm. to help to make sure that you've got support and encouragement to get it onto paper before you judge it. Because oh, okay. you go, well, I don't know how to do that, or I would never do that, and then, but it has to get onto the paper before you prejudge whether or not you will or will not do something. Because the tendency is to to, to keep it all in your mind and go, well, I would never do that, or nobody makes any money at that, or it's going to cost too much money, and you know, yada 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 yada, can't 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 can't. Uh-huh. And then, right, and and so then what happens is you're you're judging before you even get started. Because what if you said something about making nameplates? Yeah. What if you, you you made this big long list of potential horse things mm-hmm. and and that that nameplate thing kinda jumps out and maybe you don't know how to do it, but you know somebody else that's doing it and you have a connection to somebody that owns a a gift store. You know, you could potentially become a middle person and earn a referral for doing things. Like sure. you could become an right, you could become an agent. Yeah. And so just because you don't know how to do something or you don't have the time to do something or you don't have the money to do something doesn't necessarily mean that you you aren't in a position to create some sort of income for yourself. And right. it, it you have to be willing to lift that lid of of uh, that closed lid right. and 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 start to be open to ideas and and get past the, the the judgment the bitterness the 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 fear and and some of that comes because you know what um you know what it is that you're looking for and when and so in this regard it becomes a um uh, it's 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 the whole package right it's not just your finances mm-hmm. right i mean and it's not that you have to create a business right um and mm-hmm. it's not that you have to do it all on your own but you do have to be willing to first of all look at it and um uh, and share the situation and mm-hmm. share the situation um, with people that can help you navigate expenses, but also introduce you to people and help you explore and fuel that creativity in mm-hmm. order to, right, well, to, I, to get things. I think it, it's very important to, to, in your own mind, to be very clear that you are looking for something you know mm-hmm. and and to become clearer and clearer what that might be so when it's standing in front of you you recognize it too yes sure and you know it it does start with that here you are and you have to have like we started off this conversation you have to get past that bitterness and that judgment um and really get that attitude of gratitude and recognize what is it that you do have what can you work with where are you okay great you've got a roof over your head today 
mm-hmm. and you've got some people beside you that that love you and care for you, and oh look, you actually do still have money in the bank. It's not as right. much money as you had, but that's okay. What can you do with that? How much is the difference? I mean, like the example we said between a hundred thousand. And dropping to ninety thousand, you can look at you know egads. I've lost ten thousand dollars, or you could say, oh, I'm out eighty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight, okay, great, eighty bucks a month. Start looking for eighty bucks a month. Where can you get eighty bucks a month? Well, and I think and, if you create eighty bucks a month, you're likely to create more too. One thing's going to lead to another. Well, exactly, because now you've had a whole shift in your mindset and you've had a whole shift in your attitude and you're taking steps. It starts with being able to take the small step, which is why you need to be able to break it down into the small numbers. If you've got it too big and all you're doing is looking at what you've lost or you're looking at the money coming in and running out the bottom, you're missing the whole point of the time value of money and the smaller numbers and how you can start where you are with what you need and then build on that. Yes. Well, that's great. It's time for another break, um, and so we'll look forward to to, uh, to discussing more about that after the break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Lynn Wadham on Step Right with Lynn. Our guest is Samantha Piercy. Uh, We've been discussing what to do after a financial loss, how to get yourself back on track. Um, One of the things we've been talking about is writing down the possibilities, writing down the possibilities without judging them, um, without without saying without looking for reasons that it can't work, uh, write them down so that so that we actually consider them seriously, I think is, is part of it. Um, a listener uh, made the comment, judgment is the brick wall for possibilities. So um, I think that you know we're looking for we're looking for answers we're looking for reasons things can work instead of reasons that things can't work uh what can you add to that uh samantha <laughs> well you know it's a process especially when it comes to finances you want to make changes instantly and it's that lottery thinking right so you want the money back or you want the you want the 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 big quick fix because whoo then everything will be fine 
You want to be able to see the money in the bank. You want to be able to see the money coming in. And the reality is that we can't control that and recognize that right off the the top. And even if you haven't suffered a a financial setback, know that you could. And you Mm -hmm. can't really control Mm -hmm. that. And, And so to... To stop looking for a quick fix and to instead break it down into what do you need and where are you going to get that that from, and to um, to to know that it's just like the getting the quick fix of money. The quick mental fix is is a process as well, and mm-hmm. you know may, maybe this would be a good time just to remind people that they can get the um, there's a report on my website, which is samanthapiercy.com, called Triumph Over Money. And mm-hmm. Piercy is P-I-E-R-C-Y. Um, and Triumph Over Money is a great process as a reminder of what you can do, where to start, and how to do it. There's a quick reference guide in there. Um, but a quick reference guide means that you're going to have to reference it. It doesn't mean that it's a quick fix guide. Right, and, right. And um, so, you know, go slowly and to start with, okay, here we are. Get the piece of paper, get the pen, get the calculator, um, know that it that not everybody is going to know how to help you, and and that's okay. You might need to actually start writing this stuff down in a journal, not just on a single piece of paper, because you mm-hmm. might need to come back to it and come back to it and come back to it. And just because you've got one good idea doesn't necessarily mean that that good idea is going to um, uh, happen instantaneously or that there's not going to be struggles along the way. And, you know, maybe it is a really dramatic situation and your whole life is going to change from a financial perspective. That's okay as long as you recognize that there's a new opportunity whenever there's change. It's different than what you had expected, but don't treat it as a loss Treat it as a, a, a one door is closed and another door is going to open. I meet so many people that that judge their financial situation, and they they then it becomes their identity, and their identity mm-hmm. then becomes one of of failure, of of not having enough, of lack, and then what happens is they act that way. Mm-hmm. And they don't ever step out and and follow through on on what might be, and that right. is that is really a travesty. Right? So it's it just because the money in the bank isn't what you had thought it would be, or what you had hoped it would be, it doesn't have to define you as a right. failure. It it and just because you made some decisions in the past to invest money in a certain way or to trust somebody or to pursue a certain uh, course of action or to spend money in a certain way, all of that doesn't define you as a failure. We've got too many people that uh, get up every morning and they carry this burden of financial pressure that they've put on themselves because they have judged themselves according to some idea that everybody else is doing okay. Mm-hmm. And 
all you got to do is look at the statistics to know that about nine out of every ten people wakes up every day and has some sort of financial thought. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they carry some kind of a financial burden with them. So it doesn't matter whether you've lost money or not. It doesn't matter whether you're incredibly wealthy. It, there's a, a burden of managing money that uh, creates stress. And mm-hmm. again, some of that is because we've lumped it all together and we've made it into big numbers. And right. we, we've lost sight of that entrepreneurial spirit um, when we moved into the industrial age and people went out yeah. and got jobs and worked for pensions and various things. Yeah, I really like the idea of looking at it as change and new opportunity um, as opposed to how other ways that we could la- label the event. Um, mm-hmm. So if we think of it as change, a new opportunity. And remember, there are many ways to get to the same place, right? Sure. And it takes time. It's time. Right? If you're 50 uh, or 40 or 60 or whatever, you've had your whole life of thinking a certain way and behaving a certain way, and, and you have had expectations, but it's never, ever, ever too late to shift that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's really, really, really important for people to know. You can yeah. be 80 and still go back to school and still learn something. It, or you yep. could choose to sit there and say, well, I'm too old, I'm too weak, I'm, I'm not healthy enough, I don't have enough energy to do this, that, or the other thing. It's like, well, what can you do? Or who do you know? If you're... Yep. If you're in I'm your gonna, 80s, I'm going to need to stop you there, Samantha, because I'd like you to give us that link. If people want more information, uh, could you give them that link to the Triumph Over Money report again? Um, Want to have time yeah. to do that? Sure. I, it's uh, Samantha Piercy, P-I-E-R-C-Y dot com, and I, I put it specially for today's radio listeners in the uh, announcements section on my website under the news. So it's a, it's just a special for people listening in today. That's great. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, thank you again. Have a wonderful day. Okay, that's great. Remember, Look. take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. See you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.